what was the first job you remember wanting to have when you were a kid? Uh, I wanted to be a firefighter and an astronaut. So put out wow. fires in space. Yeah. That's a good job. Yeah. A lot That's of a fires in the vacuum of space. <laughs> I think it was probably because I watched Armageddon with my neighbors as a kid 100% a lot of fucking explosions and fire <laughs> I wanted yeah. to be Bruce Willis I, yeah I saw <laughs> I, I saw the animal cracker on Liv Tyler's yeah. stomach and I was like I want to be that guy <laughs> look at how cool he is Welcome to Honest Enough an ongoing conversation about ethics context and modern living I'm Eggy I'm Brian. And I'm Alex. Um, we have a couple couple things we want to cover today. I mean, first and foremost, I want to get right into it. I'm going to pass it over to Alex because I see him enjoying his orange juice a little too much. It's a screwdriver, Holmes. <laughs> Gentlemen, are you ready for a thought experiment? It is. I was right. born ready. Yeah. So this is based on something called The Ship of Theseus, which is from a philosopher named Plutarch. Ooh, damn. I actually know this one. For the sake of today, I'm going to call it Edgar's car. Ooh. So first off, Edgar, let's let's think of this. What is your favorite car in the whole world? Mercedes G-Wagon. Okay. So Edgar buys this Mercedes G-Wagon. He keeps it in perfect, immaculate factory condition for 20 years and eventually passes it down to his son. Edgar's son is just like Edgar, and the car has a lot of sentimental value to him, so he's going to keep up with the maintenance exactly like his father did. So time goes on. Edgar's son keeps it in perfect condition for another 20 years until he eventually passes it down to his son, Edgar's grandson. Trey. Trey. Uh, so now it's a 40-year-old car. It's a fucking classic, this Mercedes G-Wagon. But at this point, 40 years have gone by, so you have absolutely replaced every single piece of this car. It looks exactly like it did when it left the dealership when you bought it, but everything's been replaced. None of it is the original parts. So that brings us to a question. Is this car the same car that Edgar bought at the dealership 40 years ago? I think yes. And the way the reason why I think yes is because... If you replace it piece by piece over time and years, every new piece that you add to it is an individual piece added to this collective thing. So the sequence matters. Yeah, too. the sequence matters for me. So it's kind of like you you change the door, you put a new door. This new door is now part of that car. You know what I mean? It's not a new door anymore by the time you change the next piece. Okay, so that door, that new part has been assimilated to the whole. Yeah. And then now it has become... Yeah, that's or, that's yeah. that's the way I, I I look at it. Wonderful, Brian. Uh, I so like to Edgar's point, and to bring a little bit of biology into this. Uh, so I think like for the average human, every twenty years or something like that, or maybe even less, all the cells in your body get replaced. Mm -hmm. So like, are you the same person? Yeah, right. Yeah, even if everything has been replaced. But in the context of this question. Like replacing all these parts, um, I don't know. Like if, if you were to sell the car again to like a collector, they wouldn't call it an original, right? They wouldn't call it. It wouldn't be the same car. It's kind of an urban. I, I guess it's not an urban legend, but it's it is something that people think this thing of like every ten years or whatever your entire body regenerates. That's true for all cells except for nerve cells. Um, I guess the difference for you, aside from neurons, is that those cells are like self-generating in the sense that like they come from where they're going, 
as opposed to like mm-hmm. you going and buying a part that's external and bringing right. it in. Right. So like if you were to take a human body and have manually replace every cell, yeah. then I would be like, well, that does feel like a different person. Or like a replacing organs. Point. Yeah, but to get to the point where... So here's one place... Here's where I arrive when it comes to the human body. So let me backtrack to Edgar's whip. Mm-hmm. So for that, I would say it's the same car because in that specific scenario... It's a multi-generational sentimental element that's been passed down. So it has a in- soul. It has a an, yeah, it has a, in a sense a soul, for lack of a better word. Like there's an interpersonal idea of what this car of of mm. that car that has maintained in the thoughts of three people. But going back to the human body, what I find most interesting is the fact that, like we said, like neurons don't regenerate. But what if what if they did? So what if you, we reach a point where we have some kind of cure for neurodegeneration and you can essentially become immortal in the sense that there's this process that keeps your cells regenerating forever and ever and ever. At that point, would there ever be a certain amount of time that would go by where you're like not the same person anymore? Because at that point, like right down to your brain will officially like it, it will have become essentially a different brain over time yeah. well you then i think that too uh you also have to break the um the imagined reality that that you presented with the car where it's like three generations of people experience this car is one thing not only would you have to replace the whole body of the human, you would also have to replace the entire shared realities of that human, right? There is the idea of a person. Yeah. And that that, in the same way, has its own has its sentimental own, like, value. Yeah, and that has its own restrictions on who that person is, right? Because right. like, your relationships determine what you do and don't do in a lot of situations. And even if your entire body changes, you might be still part of these same relationships. You might, ha- like, you might share a, a shared reality with family friends whatever it is and then kind of like that has to be broken too before that's a new person so i, I agree that's actually yeah. y- you've won me over so yeah. yes <laughs> so, uh with the <laughs> with your consciousness if that were to be pulled out of you black mirror style mm-hmm. your body dies or is fully incinerated but your full uncorrupted consciousness lives on experientially in 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 a, a kind of software uh is that still you or have you just made a copy of yourself hmm i think that uh and how would you know the difference yeah it's difficult because there's a relationship between the mind and the body right where like the mind and the body are not fully part of the same system right so, for example, the, it's funny because if someone takes your consciousness and puts it in a different body, right? I think that th- what what immediately comes to mind to me is like there's guys that are athletic, right? So, like, think of like an athletic guy, and he has a certain conscience about what's possible for him, right? Like physically, because that's probably the most tangible thing to kind of measure. He has a concept of what he can physically achieve. If you take that consciousness and put it into a different body that is not built to physically achieve those same things, would then that person have to go through an entire transformation, like a, an entire like conscious transformation, because now you have to readjust everything that's possible for you. But you said you have to readjust. So there's yeah, still yeah. you. Oh, so the you so is there still would be there. No you, the you, yeah, the, the sense the you, of self. The you never, the you never went anywhere in that case. Hmm. I mean, I, first off, there is no answer to this question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's Sims, just opinions. Just ping pong. Yeah. <laughs> just ping pong. <laughs> uh, but 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 I think it it's it's like well, if your thoughts are information, 
you don't really know if there's like a little blip moment when the last thought of the previous clone is just being carried on into a, a thought that might seem seamless, but is actually interrupted by some kind of a destruct destructive pause. And that type of shit is why a lot of people don't like black mirror because it makes them feel uncomfortable to question these things. I find it fascinating, but some episodes do make me sick to my fucking stomach. Yeah, I think it, <laughs> that, that, I, this kind of like reminds me of, um, this, this thing written by Daniel Dennett. Where am I? Um, basically like the short, short story about, this guy who's got to save the world by like uh, going down into the center of the earth to 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 stop something, um, but the vehicle that he's traveling in or something like that uh, requires that his brain be separated from his body, and that his brain is then connected to his body by like radio signals. I feel like I've read this. So his brain is like in a test tube kind of thing that's mm-hmm. hooked up to wires and sends out a radio signal to his body and his body like can then you know respond and do shit and like he can also perceive things still yeah by sending radio signals back to his brain and so there's like a moment where he's looking at his brain and then asking the question am i here in this body or am i over there looking at my brain or am i the brain over there like being looked at by my body you might not want to listen to our podcast if you're operating heavy machinery. Yeah, that is such a like a mental <laughs> fracture, like trying to determine like insane. Yeah, like it's kind of like. Uh, but I did hear an argument for there being not a mind body separation, right? Where like it's not a full separation so th- between that mind is and the, body. That is like, the sum of your parts. Yeah. Point. Yeah. Like it's kind of like. Um, what you put into your body affects what your brain puts out, right? Yeah like uh a a feedback loop yeah there is a feedback loop that goes on with your body and your brain where the two can't really be separated yeah Uh, and i think that's like like a lot of athletes that get injured definitely like run into that issue where like they used to be able to i don't know like run run at a certain speed and once they get an injury to like their knee they have to like relearn how to adjust the power to like drive into the ground otherwise they'll like re-injure their knee again or something that is so complicated because they just yeah they just have this thing yeah so brian going back to what you brought up before uh the the dennett daniel dennett uh story where the person's mind is communicating with their body via some kind of radio signal yeah uh immediately made me think that like that's not all that different than what actually happens in a way, right? Because we do communicate with our bodies via s- information processing signals. So our totally neurons right. and our nervous system mm-hmm. uh, are, if I remember correctly, it's it's the type of cells that can process information, mm-hmm. right? So in a way, there is a there is some kind of a difference between the rest of your body and your brain and, and nervous system, right? So they are kind of separate, just housed together. In a way, have you ever seen that picture? Of, or you ever seen a picture of like the nervous system, the nervous system, and a brain and eyes, yeah. and you know, like just the. Let me see if I can find one. Because I it, think you, know, you can I'll, do go human. Ahead. I'll keep searching. Just keep explaining your point. Uh, so you can do human body exhibit. I think nervous system. There's like a museum in New York that has that shit. So if you want to follow along with us, uh, go on Google and type in human body nervous system exhibit. Uh, what we're looking at right now truly looks like an alien yeah right so you have this kind of fractal 
splintering nervous system that goes in the shape of kind of vaguely a human form and at the top you have a brain and i mean it lo- it looks like this very otherworldly being but that's you and that's me yeah and there's actually there's actually a sort of like pseudo scientific fringe theory out there that um that your brain and your nervous system is actually like this parasitic creature that's just inhabiting this uh normal earth creature animal um that would have otherwise existed fine without your brain and your nervous system and is just hijacking it oh that's fucking fantastic yeah it's weird so it's like basically like we were just you know like an ape or maybe it wasn't an intelligent parasite until it infected us Oh, that's Possibly. Cute. Guys, yeah. you're never alone. Co- coexisting. Yeah. You're never yeah. alone. You know what I mean? like right now, you're listening to us with your parasite and your meat suit. Yeah, <laughs> your meat suit. <laughs> Jesus. That's an interesting way to look at the world. Um, you it, know, it, just, it is, though, su- very pseudo. It, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's very, of course, it's very like pseudo exploring all angles here it's, at Honest yeah. Enough. It's like on the level of the Great Pyramids are batteries for alien Inter- intergalactic Hell ships. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I'm gonna, uh, that's one of those that categorizes as. I'll put a pin in that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's put a pin in that. <laughs> so the the great filter is this idea that all intelligent life in the universe eventually reaches a point um, where they're faced with this existential threat. Um, whether that's like they destroy themselves, or an asteroid hits them, or a supernova happens and they just blow up. Um, how 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 did they arrive at that conclusion? So there's a there's a theory that um, with how large the universe is, um, there should be, and how old it is, there should be alien life out there, but we haven't we haven't seen anything yet, heard anything yet, and so that led and to the this, universe is 2019 years old, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, after Jesus and and company made it. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, pretty old, man. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, with how large and how old the universe is, there should be life. But the question is, why haven't we heard or seen anything yet? And so this, there came this theory of the great filter that it's possible that all intelligent life that had developed um, since the beginning of time just simply died. And now we potentially may end up facing that same extinction. Um, and so a lot of people actually think that it's um, it's ahead of us, like it's coming. An asteroid is inevitably going to hit the Earth or it's going to be on trajectory to hit the Earth. Um, but there are also people that believe we will have advanced by then enough to deflect those kinds of um, those kinds of things. I'm one of those people. Yeah. I think so too. I'm one of those people that feel like, and I don't know what the term is for this exactly because I'm never good with terms, but I'm one of those people that feel like humanity will persevere. Like, I really do believe that unless it's like some wild, like, you know what I mean? Like, if there is yeah. an even a window of opportunity to prepare for it, humans will figure it out. Yeah. Like, that's literally how I'd be feeling about like the human race so far. Yeah. I mean, but. Then- then you would believe that the the great filter well actually you think the great filter doesn't even doesn't even like matter to us no because we'll just like figure it out deal I with th- it i think that the great filter will be uh in perspective 
the the way I see it is that that great filter is individual to every single person, like rather than a great filter that will kill all of humanity all at once. I think that it, that's the idea of a great filter, or is the idea that civilization will be destroyed and reconstructed, but there'll be some of us left. No, it'll or is be the like idea absolute extinction? Absolute extinction. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't think there'll be an absolute extinction extinction scenario. Okay. Well, there are also some people who believe that the mass extinction event or possible event is behind us now mm-hmm. with the Cold War. A lot of the well, the end of at the end of the Cold War, air quotes. Yeah. Um, some people believe that in sort of like seventies, eighties, there was a very, very high possibility of uh, nuclear war, anni- like annihilation. Because of the number of nukes that existed in oh, the world. Oh, and, and that was the great filter moment, and we avoided and we it? we avoided it. With the collapse mm. of the Soviet Union, it became like a it became like a non-thing Yeah. at that time. So a lot of people do actually believe that, too. Is there space in the great filter for it to work gradually over time? Or is it a single event? Or, or like, for example, like... You know how you could trace something to a single event that then has ramifications over time? Does the gray filter work that way? Or is it event done? You know what I mean? Like well, within the event a- the event in question is just like all life being dead. Mm-hmm. So like even if there were stragglers, got it. Something does pass through. Um but that's not necessarily um the civilization that uh, or it doesn't even necessarily need to be a civilization, right? It could be like mildew or like water moss. bears. Water bears, yeah. What are they called? Tardigrades. Tardigrades. But is the, so that are tar- on the moon now? If tardigrades, hey, I'm glad you're there, guys. Yeah, keeping it, keeping yeah. keeping us colonizing for us. <laughs> colonizing for us. It, but but if tardigrades are like, uh, we don't have proof they're not intelligent life forms. But like, let, let's you know because it is intelligent life forms. Like if you reached a biological point where you were so indestructible that whatever the universe threw at you and even whatever you as a people threw at yourselves, you would still basically survive it. Uh, wouldn't that like kind of in theory pass the filter, like be the, it would be the great uh, successor of this great filter. Yes. But these are, so the Fermi paradox and the great filter are kind of like two separate ideas that just kind of work together. Yeah. Like you could contextualize the great filter within the Fermi. Yeah. So what is the Fermi paradox? So the paradox is that like the, the universe is so large, so big, uh, and so old that there must be life. However, we don't see anything out there. Um, and that's why the great filter works here because that kind of explains why there isn't life out there. Yeah. And it would be in the Bible. It's not in the Bible. So I don't know what you're talking about. Noah's Ark. <laughs> it's in oh, the Bible. Shit. Once Yo, the Bible time, had right? the Great The Bible filter. has a bunch yeah. of them. It that's had a localized true. version but of yeah. the, flood. the Great yeah, Flood. for sure. I mean, that's exactly what the Great Flood was for, right? But it, the, the, the part of the theory that's really interesting to me is the part of thinking of the Great Filter in the past, right? Because if you're thinking of the Great Filter being in the past, then we would be this supreme being that you're talking about Well, that made it through the filter. Exactly. And so that's like why then the Fermi paradox is weird because then that kind of means like we're the special ones. Yeah. We're the only ones yeah. that made it through. Oh, you guys. That's what it. I fuck with, man. It's and just us and our parasite, bro. So yeah. that's a beautiful... Uh, that's a very optimistic and beautiful thought, and I want to believe it. I just don't know how. How. I don't know what we have to back it up, other than. Well, do you see anything else better out there? 
<laughs> Fair. Fair. Well, yo, listen, I believe personally, and we're going to go into the realm of pseudoscience because that's, that's where I like to live. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I do believe that we are the ones that will populate the galaxy. The stars. Like, it's the it's, only type three civilization. The only type three civilization in what, the galaxy. What's wait? Take us through it. What's one? What's one? One, two, and three. So one is fucking shitty bacteria. No, one but that's is, not a civilization. One is you. You like dominate the entire globe. Like you can sort of like charter the course of where your world goes. Yeah. So we're kind of like a type one right now. A type two would be you can colonize your entire star system. So mm. like you can colonize Mars. You can colonize asteroids or whatever we're coming mm. for you solar system and then type three is you can leave your solar system and explore your whole galaxy interstellar and yeah. then other galaxies too i guess so yeah then the four would be like what other dimensions and shit i don't know if there's a four I'm you know what's one. what's yeah. interesting though is like the the funny thing about like you know i'm gonna jump from you know we are gonna populate the entire galaxy if we're still on type one we're still trying to figure out our planet and someone else is in type three they're not gonna come for us like they're just like Oh, this is fucking ants so over there. That's yeah, really exactly. Figure out your planet, bro. Let's yeah. go figure out this fucking yeah. go build other your dimension. Little mound. Yeah. What Let's go we, explore these black holes. Yeah. What if we can't see... Okay, so like, what if there's a, a type 3 out there and we don't see evidence of it because they're that far advanced? Like, we don't and, understand and it. And that they're not even going to bother with us until we pass the Great Filter. And they're like, well, they're still... You know they they've done okay with a couple of these mini filters, but wait till they get to that great filter. And Those were just filters. Oh, these are great. You know, so and then that's when another you get, possibility. So then when you get, when you succeed past that that great filter, perhaps maybe they go like, "Hey guys, we've been here the whole time," and yeah. then all of a sudden you're just uh, surrounded. You by know, yeah. you know, you know, ambassadors. You know what's funny about this? There's a couple things that are funny about this. Number one, if we can't see it like on purpose, like if they're purposefully hiding, because if they reach type three, then in, during type two they colonized the planets around them and they saw the death and destruction from colonizing other planets and they're like yo it's best if other planets don't know that you could live here so we need to kind of mask our planets from this type of detection and with the and the other thing that was interesting in my imagination was uh when you guys said that shit about uh we're not ready like we, we have to make it through the great filter it's interesting that on earth we're the only sentient creatures right now and it's like you ever seen that picture i don't think that's true you don't think that's true a dog is sentient. Well, conscious. Like the dog is conscious. They can't build airplanes. Yeah, they can't build air. They don't have opposable thumbs. They can't open up a laptop. Like that's what I, I'm talking about. So a, what's, a robot so, can maybe do all those things, but not be so, conscious. So what's the term for? I guess intelli cognitive intelligent. Intelligent. intelligent yeah so you could be intelligent and have no consciousness like a high performing robot mm -hmm. or you can be uh very dumb but have consciousness like a baby mm -hmm. right so i i think those are two things that are interrelated and not necessarily all right we got to define sentient because to me sentient means conscious just conscious it's a, a conscious a conscious Let's being is sentient in the sense that it has a sense aware of, self. of self. Yes. Yeah. So what would be a good catch-all terms for our type of intelligent life? Intelligent life. Yeah. Okay, so let's stick with that. Let's stick with intelligent life. And part of the thing that kind of blows my mind thinking about intelligent life is you ever seen that picture of the the orangutan uh, fishing with a spear? So no. it's like there's this whole concept that like that sounds amazing. That primates primates are now entering the stone age. Because oh, I did see that. Oh, I, I, saw yeah, I saw a hammer. A hammer. Yeah, they yeah, they're yeah, starting to that. build. They're starting to build tools that are 
what the stuff that we were building during our Stone Age. Right. Um, and they can teach their kids how to do it. And they've been teaching. Yeah, they're teaching each other how yeah. to do it. And there's this fucking picture of this orangutan Whoa. fishing with a spear. What, 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 are they, what do you type in? Just orangutan fishing? <laughs> yeah. You, oh, you could just type in orangutan spear fishing. Are orangutans Look at this. naturally like... That's the smartest one. Do they no. naturally eat meat? They're well, omnivorous. They, I thought they're not spear fishing for fun. Well, yeah, I mean, it's on, <laughs> obviously. It, yeah. uh, uh, most primates are uh, primates are omnivorous, just okay. like us. So they they can sustain so, off either, but like obviously the quickest way to get protein is by eating something right, that's like alive. Right. Word. You it's, ever seen those chimpanzees eating that monkey and shit? Yeah, that shit was crazy. That's I think that's insane. it. I think the chimp is the smartest. Is I think it's the chimpanzee. I, I know orangutan's up there. It's, it's really, 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 really smart. He was always the one Gorillas that gave console and Planet too. of the Apes. But I th- right. Oh yeah, the orangutan yeah, yeah, council. Yeah, so I'm sure there's Whatever, some. Yo, if, if you somehow tuned out of those movies, do yourself a favor. They're pretty fucking good as yeah. far Dude, as I'm concerned. I, I thought they were all ones. very good. Yeah, they're really good. The new are you ones. talking about the new ones? Yeah, yeah not the, the new ones not are pretty the, good. Who's the guy who did Batman Returns and stuff? The director. Michael Keen. No, no, Tim no. Burton. Not the Tim Burton one. The Tim oh. Burton one is pure even, hot trash. Even though the ending of the Tim Burton one was kind of cute. You know what I mean? So like in the ending Which of the Which one was the Tim Burton one? So the Tim Burton one was with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, it was like a so the way that they yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, so the way that yeah. they freaked the ending instead of him finding out that the whole time yeah. he was on Earth, it's like he goes into it essentially acts like a time machine right? Yeah. and he goes back to the conception of consciousness and then, and then instead Lincoln, of like, humans becoming yeah. conscious, apes became conscious. So like he comes back and it's like it's like a whole ape civilization. Right comparable to ours that yeah. was cute that's that's, that's not right. bad the uh, movie sucked but like that was cute it was like little monkeys holding cameras and shit yeah. and like like cop ones with like guns in their hands yeah and jackets. And what was stupid about the concept is the fact that they would be an abraham lincoln monkey that yeah. was like that so was the that, most ridiculous I, yeah. shit like why the fuck would that's it, like the only thing i remember yeah, like, from that like, movie. like like I just remember seeing fucking abraham lincoln yeah like what wa- wa- Washington DC is still a thing. Yeah. It yeah. still looks the same. Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. It's Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. Uh so yes, orangutan is the smartest animal. Oh really? See? Yeah. There you go. Movie logic never fails. Uh you want to guess what number two is, gents? Without looking Humans. it up, Brian. No, no, no. We're n- no, I'm kidding. Non-human <laughs> animals. Uh, we are animals. Elephants. Yeah, that's true. Smartest animal, smartest. Non-human animal. Oh, smartest non-human animal behind orangutan. Second. Yeah, yeah, Second. correct. Sorry, Dolphin. Sorry. Nailed it. Dude, you're on top of your shit, Edgar. Come you on, know bro. all the smart animals. Come on, bro. Specifically a bottlenose dolphin. A bottlenose yeah. dolphin. There we go. And, and after that, number three orcas? is chimpanzees. So that means really? chimpanzees look at dolphins and go like, man, if it wasn't for you, I'd be the second smartest And we're animal. the most genetically similar to them, too. To chimps? Yeah. So yeah, technically, we're, we're not smarter than dolphins. No, well, we are smarter no than we all are. of them. Well, you know what? There's <laughs> a arg- sexier. Just there's kidding. a there's an argument to be made about smartness, right? Because there is. Can we do we agree that there is a blissfulness in ignorance? So at some point, we made a decision to be sentient, conscient, uh, sentient, and and be this intelligent life form, right? But with that comes a lot of pain and suffering, right? Um, and, and you have to receive that pain and suffering and you need the space for those bad thoughts, right? So in this situation, let's say an animal like a dolphin bypasses the idea, the emotions that come with intelligent life. So I would say that... Like, and looking emotions, at that as a smart decision, like, yo, you know what? I'm not going to worry about... I think dolphins have emotions. Is like what, us? Is my, no, I don't... 
like us is difficult. Yeah. I don't even think two different humans necessarily have the same the same exact mm-hmm. emotions. But like I can imagine like have you ever seen Damn, it's a beautiful video. It's actually with a chimpanzee where there's this like female chimpanzee who's like in its late stages of life and the guy who basically taught it sign language shows oh, up after it hasn't seen that. him for years. Years that. and years and years. And he looks totally different. He's got like white hair, the chimp looks different. Type in um It's like dying chimpanzee or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dying chimpanzee uh th- this is it. Okay. Oh, so so yeah. go back for a second. Go oh, back. Man. Go hopefully they they rewind. So what is the name of this video? Uh, Dying Chimp says goodbye to old friend. Okay. From the Dodo. From the Dodo. So if you watch this video, or if you're not watching this video, basically there is this very, very, very old chimpanzee who knows sign language. And, you know, as a surprise, the man who essentially raised it when it was very, very young and taught it sign language shows up. And the part that's not in this video is that it's been depressed for like a year because of yeah, its, poor, it's bad health. Eating. Yeah. So like, and then the moment it sees this man, there's this cross species recognition and cross species emotional connection. And like, how the fuck are you going to say that that's not valid because it's just not uh human, you know, like it's, so that then, is, that is genuine emotion. You can so observe then, it. So then maybe before we're able to make contact with aliens and other planets and before we're able to cross that barrier, maybe what we need to do is help, the other creatures here get their emotional respect back i'm all for it damn this is gonna be hard with the fucking chickens but maybe <laughs> it's like they know they know that we need the help of intelligent apes to really get out there into the universe maybe. we can't just show up in our fucking weak ass meat bodies <laughs> and be like yo we're here to take over it's like, oh, aren't, aren't you yeah like in some fucking meat suits we need a couple tigers that are just fucking <laughs> climbing up the ranks hello <laughs> my name is oberon i am a tiger from earth these humans are good yeah dead ass bro we, we need those to get out to other planets because they're going to be, be able to relate with other species at levels that we just can't yo imagine that other life forms. Uh, imagine this life form shows up on earth and we're all like on the same page every animal on earth is on the same page it'd be pretty impressive well maybe that maybe that's maybe that's why we're being cut off from the rest of the universe because they're waiting for us to get on that page because without it we're just useless out there they're just like yo we need to give them time we need to incubate them they're gonna need armored bears (laughs) (laughs) yo i love that visual (laughs) they're gonna they're gonna need them they're gonna need some you know what i mean by the way Brian, four is elephant. Fourth most intelligent animal is elephant. Come on, elephants. They're mad emotional. Five is a crow. Oh, man. (laughs) Have you guys ever seen, like, some videos of crows, like, solving problems? No. It's actually insane. Solving what kind of problems? I know some humans that would have problems figuring, like, struggling with some of these problems. Yeah, like, the the most common one that's told is, like, um, a crow gets, gets, uh, is given a, a glass that's half full of water and there's like a floating piece of food in there. Um, but the crow, but the top is too narrow for the crow to, um, to get the food in uh, from the glass, right? So the crow is given like some rocks on the side uh, and it's able to pick up the rocks and put it in the glass so that it like fills up the space and raises the water level so that the food can float to the surface and it can eat the food from there yo that that's, is that's smart prob- that's shit. problem solving yeah dude it goes like way beyond that though it's insane how good they are at problem solving number six african gray parrot <laughs> don't number, even know what that is number seven pig 
Thought they were smarter than that. Me too. Number eight, rat. Knew they were smart too, yeah. Nine, squirrel. And ten, raccoon. How about this, guys? I can't believe raccoons are ten. I can't believe that, squirrels that are nine. That is surprising. Yeah, I can't believe squirrels. More than a raccoon? Not for nothing, squirrels look dumb as fuck. I think it's they their do. cute little outfits. Yeah. Though, but I think <laughs> they're little meat suits. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah. Wait, so, so does that mean dumbass that squirrels? Every animal also has a brain and nervous system, so they all have parasites in them too. Yeah. Shit. They're Shit. just like. Oh, that's they're just where the lower caste system. Yeah. <laughs> it's very easy to find the pseudo in that. Wait, so how about we all make a commitment to not eat anything on the top 10 list? I've, I've been doing that already for five years. So go ahead. To not eat anything on the top 10 list? Yeah. So, Sorry, pork so is there. Stop eating elephants. I'm good off that. I could live without them. Stop eating crow. I'm good. Stop eating African gray parrots. Damn it. Yeah, I'm good. Pig, guys, they're smart. Non-negotiable. Stop eating pigs. I just had mad bacon this morning. Non-negotiable. I honestly don't even eat pig that often. I eat that shit pretty I eat a lot often. of chicken. Never. A lot I eat pig pretty of often. So I had, um, you know, years ago, I, I had a forum with every animal on earth. I don't, I, did I never tell you about this? No. Yeah, so I, you know, I had this like symposium with every animal on earth, and I said, guys, I want to stop eating pretty much all of you, but I got to eat some meat. And the birds came up, and the fish came up, and they said, Alex, eat us, and leave all the other animals alone. And that's how I've been living yeah. my life for five years now. We've been around longer than that, <laughs> mammals. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe you had a symposium of animals, and that's what you spoke about. It was expensive. Yeah. <laughs> That you guys just sat down and spoke about what you should eat. That is incredibly selfish. <laughs> <laughs>